Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Highmark Church Podcast. Our heartbeat is to help people find and follow Jesus. So we pray this message encourages you, strengthens you, and helps you pursue the purpose Jesus has for you. How many people have ever found that like who you're around matters and having a friend matters and having people that you do life with matters? You know, several months ago, I realized that I needed to get into a new community in my life. I realized that I needed to plug in to uh, connect with some people that would help me go further. Now, I don't know if you've ever had an experience like this, but uh, I had spent, you know, about eight months uh, we moved our family from Minnesota. We prepared to launch the church. We kind of we launched the church just this past January, so we're still a new church. And uh, I remember that we kind of came out of the winter time, and I was like, I got to get into a different community. I no, nothing against you guys. I was just like, I got to get myself into a new community. I want to be part of a community, and I was feeling the effects of just months of not working out. Uh, going through winter, eating everything that I uh, enjoyed and I liked, and like the busy pace of, of starting a church and, and eating way too much fast food. And I was like, I need to join a gym. So I started looking around. I'm going to join a gym. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this thing around. I could do some push-ups right now to prove to you that there, there is a little bit of muscle under all of this, uh, this physique right here. But I'm not going to do that. I don't want to shame any of the guys in the room or anything like that today. Uh, but I had to join that community. I... I I found a gym that I could join, and one of the things I loved about it was it wasn't just like me going and working out, but I was a part of a community where uh, you're working out together. It was directive. There was, account- there was accountability and relationship in it, and you got to know the people, and, and you had direction as you're going. And so I know that a lot of people are part of things like CrossFit and other gyms like that, and that's the type of community that I, I uh, connected with where I was in a class and I, I was working out and 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 uh, that community just has helped make me healthier and better. You see, I realized that the more that I sat on my own and was on the side and just kind of focused on uh, on living my life without other people around me that were helping me get there, I realized that that was a problem in my life. And I think even broader and bigger than that. We have to look at community because isolation is a problem in our life. It's a problem for uh, all of us. It's one of the things that I feel like that we have to address and we have to confront in our own life. We have to examine our life and say, hey, how am I being isolated or, or do I have community that is helping me get better and helping me grow? I was fascinated this week as I was just preparing and studying, and I found a a survey that was done by Cigna Health, which is a health provider. In 2018, they did a survey of 20,000 Americans, and they found that 40% of Americans feel lonely sometimes or always. They responded saying almost half of, of that survey said that they feel lonely some of the times. I think that's a problem, and it's kind of crazy to me that we are more connected than ever, but we also are more isolated than ever. They also said that 43% reported feeling a lack of companionship and that their relationships lacked real meaning. Now, that, was, that is just crazy when you think about that many people just feeling like they're an island, that they're on their own, that they don't have anybody to connect with. And those percentages actually increased if you would just focus on the millennial generation or the Gen Z generations and you focused on those younger generations and excluded the others, those percentages actually shot through the roof. 
But the report, the purpose of the report wasn't just to say, hey, this is what people are feeling. But the, the, the health provider, Cigna, wanted to identify that there's a, there's a real cost to isolation. That being by yourself and loneliness is not good for your health because those people also had health issues. They had increased levels of stress. They uh, were facing dietary problems and they, they faced challenges in their life. And that all was like building up and, and was actually deteriorating their health because they were by themselves and they were alone. And I think we have to be honest and we have to identify the fact that, listen, we can't be isolated. God did not call us to be on our own. He didn't call us to be in isolation in an island and that we just go through life and we, we kind of have pockets of people that we interact with, but no one really knows us. One of our values here at Highmark is that we just want to be real. We want to be real people. We want to be authentic. We want to be like, hey, this is who we are. When we mess up, this is who we are. When we're not perfect, and that's okay. But we want to be real people because we feel like that's in that authenticity and that realness. That's where we really get to know one another. That's where we get to encourage one another and help one another grow. And see, community is part of the solution in our life, that we all have to be in community. And the definition, I'll just give you a quick definition of community. It's, the, it's just this, a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. Okay, so we need community. We need people in our life that, are, that we are doing life with, that are the connection to us, that uh, are, are walking through life. We have a common goal, a common interest. So when I join a gym and I'm now around people that show up there, I, I'm around people that are kind of pursuing the same goal. Now, the goal might look a little bit different, and they might be at a different place on the journey, but we're all on a journey together. And I think we can learn a lesson from that in the community that the church is supposed to create. Is supposed to be that same type of community that grows us. Now, there's a different purpose. Now, I pray that uh, maybe you hang around Highmark and you get as ripped as me. You know, I don't know. We'll pray for that. Maybe we'll, you know, we'll, we'll believe in faith that that will happen. Um, I say that jokingly. But um, maybe not. You know, but I pray more than anything that as you hang around Highmark, you build relationships, that it's going to build your faith. That it's going to strengthen who you are in Christ Jesus. That you're going to get a better picture of who you are and what God's designed you for and the purpose that he's called you to. And you're going to be able to pursue that. That is what we're about. That is what we want to see in your life more than anything. Now, an awesome byproduct is that, that you get ripped. Great. you know. But uh, more than anything, we want to see the community of Highmark help you grow and help you become more like Jesus and step into the fullness of what he has. And I love that. I think that's what the church is all about. And actually, if you can trace the beginning of the church, after Jesus ascended to heaven, he says to the disciples, go and make disciples. And they gathered in Jerusalem. And we can read in the book of Acts, in the beginning of, of that book, in the first few chapters, we can see that uh, some of, something is stirring and amazing is about to happen because God is, at, is kind of taking... Uh, the gospel and the good news of Jesus and opening it up to so many people. And uh, we're gonna, we see in, the, in chapters 1 through 3 of the book of Acts just this great move of God's Holy Spirit. And lives begin to be transformed. Lives begin to be changed. And in it, specifically in Acts chapter 2, I want to focus in a minute on a verse that really kind of uh, zeroes in on what's happening in the church. Because Acts chapter 2 is this exciting part 
of, of what is happening. After Jesus has ascended to heaven, he's told the disciples, hey, go make disciples, spread the good news that, that, I, uh, that salvation is here, that people can receive salvation in, in Jesus Christ and, and uh, be full of the Holy Spirit. And they, they gather, the disciples and uh, early believers, they gather in Jerusalem in an upper room, it says, and they're waiting and they're praying and they're saying, because Jesus said, listen, a Holy Spirit is going to come and we get this picture in Acts chapter 2 where they're all gathered and just I, I can just picture that maybe they're fervently praying. Maybe a few people are falling asleep, you know, but uh, there's, there's a passion, there's excitement, there's people leaning in saying, uh, God, I want more. What do you have for us? We want your Holy Spirit and the promise of the Holy Spirit. And we see that the, the Holy Spirit fills the believers at that point, that there's this powerful moment where the Holy Spirit rests on, on those, those early believers. And we see Peter in that Following that, in the moment that says he gathered people on the, the steps outside the temple and outside Jerusalem, that there's the, these huge steps and thousands of people gathered. And Peter gets up because people are looking at this outpouring of the Holy Spirit and they're like, what's going on? Those people are weird. Like, what's happening there? Are they just drunk? And Peter's like, no. And he stands up with this boldness. Now, the same guy, Peter's the same guy that denied Jesus just a few chapters before. And a little bit before, as Jesus was crucified and beaten, Peter's denying him. But now something's changed in Peter. Something's shifted in his heart. Something's shifted in his mind. And now we see in Acts chapter 2 him stepping in to what God uh, has. We see him stepping into uh, speaking the truth of Jesus. And man, I last year, Jamie and I, uh, last June, we had the chance to just travel to Israel. And we got to stand on the very steps where Peter proclaimed Jesus with boldness. And the Bible says that in that moment, that 3,000 men, and there's probably more women, children that were there in that crowd, that came to know Jesus. They accepted Jesus. How about that as a powerful moment in the church? Like, think about that. Think of a, uh, this room and just filled with people that had never heard the message of Jesus. And they're just responding. Now, I don't know, that, but that gets me excited. Maybe it's just a pastor thing. I hope it's an every one of us thing. But we get excited around here when, when lives are transformed and when Jesus gets a hold of people and they see the truth in their heart and they accept that and that's what we're, we'll always be passionate about that as a church and so Jamie and I uh, had the chance to just stand in that moment and relive that moment uh, in Acts chapter 2 that Peter got up and we see the church just ignited and we see all of these people come to follow follow him and there's a picture on the screen of just us because uh, in that moment I, uh, we were preparing to launch Highmark Church and as we were preparing I just was impressed and we were standing on those steps that we need to take a minute and pray for Highmark Church. We needed to pray for this church to be marked by that type of move of God. You see, we're not here to entertain. We're not here just to impress. But we're, we're really about what God is going to do through each and every one of you. And so we took a minute. And, and, I, and this was not a photo op. This, this was just someone snapped a picture. A friend of ours that was with us just snapped this picture and later gave it to us. And we were just so thankful that they did because it was a marking moment for us as we were just stepping into a season that we would begin to, to launch Highmark and, and the team would start to come together and we would start to see this church and, and lives transformed. And I love that as a church we get to celebrate almost 40 people have made the decision to follow Jesus since we've launched in just about seven months as a church. And that is something to celebrate. Come on, let's give it up right now. God is doing some good, some good, like... 
But listen, the church thrives through relationship. And here's why, here's what happens after that moment. You see, Peter gets up and he declares Jesus. He tells the story, the good news of Jesus. People respond. And then the next part of scripture in verses, verses 42 and 43 of Acts chapter 2, it says this, that all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over all of them, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. Uh, and man, what a picture we get right there of them just kind of living in community and living in relationship with one another. And I love that when God starts something in your life, when he works in your heart, he starts you on a journey. And that journey is not on your own. That journey will, will bring people alongside you that are going to encourage you and help you along the way. But I look at this, this scripture, and one of the, the words that just stuck out to me is that word devoted right there. And that word devoted, if we would search it in the Greek and kind of peel back another layer here, and we would look at that word specifically, devoted kind of stood out to me. Because that Greek word of prokatero means persistent. It means that we are persistent in in relationship, and I think that sometimes uh, we are we have to realize that if we want to be in community, that we have to be persistent at stepping into it. That we have a responsibility. That we have a uh, uh, we have to be uh, uh, we have an ownership that we have to have to step into all that God has in the community that He has for us. And let me just tell you, if you feel alone, if you feel unconnected. If you feel unsupported, let me say, God does not want you to stay there. God does not, that is not part of his plan for your life. His plan includes surrounding you with friends and people that will come alongside you that are going to fill your life with joy. They're going to bring enjoyment to your life. They're going to bring uh, encouragement in times when you need it. But you have a responsibility. See, that verse or that scripture there is saying, listen, they were devoted. They were persistent. They made sure that, that they uh, met with regularity. And I think that we have to take that as a cue for us today, that we have to be persistent. We have to keep pushing through sometimes. And I, I, I kind of love to kind of build relationships and meet people. And I love that our church is just, we've seen community just grow in our church. And I've loved meeting so many of you. And Jamie and I will grab coffee and connect. And when we can, just uh, be able to uh, get to know your story and encourage you. But I think we all have a responsibility in that. See, our responsibility is not to push people away. It's not to close ourselves off. It's not to hold back. But instead to open ourselves and say, you know what? It's okay. I'm a mess. You're, we're all a mess. But listen, God has a plan for us. And the more that we stay in isolation is the further away that we're, we're, we're drifting from God's plan in our life. You see, it's community that helps us follow God's plan. Because God's plan, God reveals uh, uh, his plan through community. So community reveals the plan that he has for our life. If you see in verse 42, back in that scripture, it said that they dedicated themselves to studying and teaching the, 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 the gospel, teaching God, God's word. They were studying what, what the Old Testament said, and they were digging in. You know why? Because there's a gap between what I know and there's a gap between what God knows and his plan and what he has. But I love that it's through relationship that God helps reveal the plan. It's through community with people around us that we get to know God a little bit better. 
that we get to dig in and we know his truth and we're, we're aware of, of what he's doing and we, we grow in that. Uh, and I've realized that the more I walk through life that sometimes I need a, a, someone else's perspective that's a little bit different to help me see things the way that God intended them. And that's what community does. It helps reveal the plan of God. We've got we to remember this. Isaiah 55, 9 says this. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God's saying, listen, my ways are, are above you. My, my thoughts are above you. That means they're good, they're great, they're things that we, should, we have to search out and we have to study. And community helps reveal the plan of God in our life. It helps us navigate one step of the way. Now, I remember, I remember in college, I had a, uh, my freshman year, I had a class called Old Testament Survey. Yeah, my college days were wild, okay? Uh, and so I was in a class that was all on the Old Testament, and man, I was struggling some days just to keep my eyes open in that class. Uh, but I remember as we went through uh, that class that the professor was really hard. The tests that we had were really hard. I, the the Old Testament of the Bible is is just extremely long, and there's a lot to it. And I remember uh, that it was important that we prepared and that we studied. And so uh, there were study groups that formed in our class. And I had a friend that uh, her name was Sarah Taylor, and she probably was the smartest person I knew and the smartest person in our class. And so I looked around at the study groups, and I decided I need to get into Sarah's group at whatever cost because she probably has the best grasp on this, that I needed to be in her group because it was going to help me get better. It was going to help me understand the content. It was going to help me uh, really do well on, on what I knew and be prepared going into the exam. And I was just reminded of that story as I was thinking about community this week because we all need people like that. We all need a Sarah in our life that we're kind of putting ourselves around people that are uh, that are better or that have some insight that uh, we maybe don't have that we need to be in a group and the people that you're around matter the people that you spend time with matter and I think that we have to look at our lives and say do we have people in our life that are building our faith up do we have people that are encouraging us so who you surround yourself matters because that helps reveal God's plan the other thing I see in this scripture in Acts chapter 2 is that community reveals God's power. You see, what happens, not only were they dedicated to studying God's word, they're eating together, they're fellowshipping, but they're also, they start to see miraculous things happen. The Bible doesn't say exactly what, it just says that the apostles were performing miraculous signs and wonders. So maybe some people were being healed, maybe uh, uh, people were being set free from some things in their life. But in the context of community, I think that's where we really see the power of God in our life. That's where we start to see, the, in the context of community, God working through us. And I'm thankful that the body of Christ is like that. That God didn't say, listen, hey, I'm going to do something awesome. And I know that God has the power that if he wanted to do a miracle, he could do it aside from any one of us in this room. But the, but the gospel and what Jesus does and what God wants is to do miracles through all of us. That that community starts to reveal the power. You see, God... Uh, more often than not, performs miracles through someone that he has put into your life. And I can think and look back and of countless times in my life where God revealed himself. He uh, did something miraculous in the moment. And oftentimes he used someone to deliver that miracle in my life. So when you're in community, you're around people 
that are going to help reveal the power of God. Now Hebrews 10, 24 and through 25 says this. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Now what the writer of Hebrews, probably the Apostle Paul, we think, wrote Hebrews, but the writer of Hebrews probably here is just reminding, like, listen, some people, it's easy to neglect it. It's easy to get distracted, to get busy, but you have to be intentional about building community. And that's what the writer of Hebrews is saying right here. Let us not neglect meeting because it's so important that we have to be intentional and we have to encourage one another and we have to be preparing because God is wanting to do something in and through all of us. 1 Corinthians 12, 27 puts it like this, that all of you together are Christ's body and each, each of you is part of it. Now get that picture for a minute, that we are the body of Christ, that it means that God's spirit inhabits us. You see, when we give our heart to Jesus, that God starts a new work in us and that now God's Holy Spirit resides in us. We have, a, we have his uh, spirit that we carry. And so we now are the body of Christ and each one of us is part of it. Now, the beauty of that is that we're all different. That we all make up a different part. We all have different giftings and, and things that God is doing inside of us. But the beauty right here is that he uses it all together for the kingdom of God. You see, God has is working through you. His power can be revealed through you. And I've been on this I've been on sometimes the opposite side of that where God has used me and I didn't even realize it in the moment, but I just felt like I should do something or I say something and someone later has come back to me and just said, "You know what? That was life-changing. That was a moment." And I just had no idea that God was working through me, but the more that we press into community, we see that God's power is revealed. Through that, You see, God hasn't removed himself from the earth. No, he's dwelling in us. Jesus didn't say, hey, I'm going and see you later and you guys, good luck, I'll be back soon. No, he says, listen, I'm leaving, but I'm putting my spirit inside you and you're going to carry it. So now we have the chance to be Jesus with skin on. We have the chance to live out light in a dark world. We have the chance to bring hope to people that are hopeless. We have chance to t tell them about the peace of following uh, Christ Jesus in our life. Now, when my son was younger, Andrew, and uh, he loved get he got a little gag buzzer for your hand that gave you a little shock. And you've probably seen him before, but it was just something that slipped over his uh, little gag gift that like slipped over his uh, finger and he put it on there and you would go to shake someone's hand and if you got a good handshake then boom you would just get the power the, the little zap of electricity that went through you now anybody ever seen something like that I I was uh, remember the first time he had it that I realized that he had it but I was just gonna play along okay so I went up and I just he said dad here shake my hand and so I just shook his hand kind of blindly and just got shocked by that thing. And I remember that over and over that he just would want to go around and just pull that out. Now, even he didn't really even realize that everyone knew what was up at that point. Like we all knew what was going on, but he just wanted to get it. And he wanted to get that connection because the power was in the connection that you made between one another. And I think the same thing is true in the kingdom of God. That the power we see that God does and the miracles that we see does happens in our connection with one another. That's a, that's a great reminder 
It's a great reminder that we should push into the community that God has for us. We should lean into that. That's why life groups is so important. And we have a bottom line. We have a statement we're going to always come back to around here when we talk about community. One that we always talk about when we talk about life groups. And it's simply this. That community isn't optional. It's critical. It's not optional. It's not just something like, oh, if I feel like it, I'm going to be part of it. If we really want to be better, we really want to see God work in our lives and get through, uh, uh, do things and miraculous things and experience uh, his power and uh, explore the plan that he has for our life, then we have to be in community. It's critical that we're in community. Now, you may be saying, okay, well, what does that mean? Like, how does that play into it. And I want to just give you some practical things this morning before we wrap up in a few minutes that, is, uh, that, are, that are critical. You see, community is, isn't optional, it's critical. And we all have, uh, we all need to evaluate our life and say, hey, do we have the elements of community in our life? Now, there are three elements that make up this circle, that make up your circle of community. They make up every part that, uh, that it's true community that's happening. And I think that we have to be careful because we can have kind of like a false community and we can have a false kind of uh, impression of like, hey, this is real community. But we have to look at community and identify really these three things as, as part of it in order to realize that it's truly a community that's making us better. That there's three elements to that and the three elements to this community. And let me just talk about those for a minute. And the first is this, that there's accountability or there's encouragement. There's encouragement in our relationships. So there's three parts that make up this community that we have the element of encouragement, that you have someone that's cheerleading you on. Now, that's not just like, hey, you're terrible, you need to be better, uh, you're, you're, they're kind of tearing you apart. They might give you some encouragement like that as well at times, but they're also saying, listen, you're made for more. You got this. God's not done with you. He's, you're in process. And they're speaking words of encouragement to you all along the way. You got to have people in your life that are speaking that. Now, you might have people in your life that are encouraging, encouraging you in other ways. You might have family that encourage. You might have a parent that's just like, hey, go for it. You're the best. You know, uh, we have a term in our house that we've adopted called you're wearing mom goggles. And that's when mom puts on the goggles of seeing her kids and just thinks like they can do anything and they're amazing and there's nothing they can do wrong. And I love the encouragement that comes from putting on mom goggles. And I think we all need people in our life that are, are kind of bringing that type of encouragement. They're seeing the best in us. They're seeing the possibilities. They're seeing the potential and they're saying go for it. God's not done. He's going to use you. So we have to have relationships that have this encouragement in it, but we also have to have this other side, this other side of accountability, that there's people that are saying, hey, I think you could do better. I think this is, uh, I, I saw you miss the mark here, or, or you share, you open up, and you're vulnerable, and you say, man, I really dropped the ball here. Would you pray with me? And you have this element of true community that happens around accountability that, hey, we're pursuing something. We have the same goal in mind. We have the same thing we're going, and we just want to hold each other accountable. We don't want to give up meeting together, but instead we want to grow, and we want to just be, we're going to keep uh, encouragement but also accountability. And I think the last piece and the last element to real true community that will help test us, and you might need to test your circles, is that we have to growth. You have to have growth in 
uh, as an element of the circles that you're in, the relational, relational circles that you're in, that you have to have not only just encouragement and accountability, but you have to have growth. And I think sometimes, like, if I'm speaking real direct sometimes, if I'm saying something just you don't get anything else today, I think we cultivate real community much easier in other parts of our life. We can cultivate community around our hobbies and our interests and our friend groups and all of these things. And it, we'll do it more willingly. And I think we can embrace community and all those fronts. And that's a good thing. That's, that's not a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not speaking against that. But what, I'm think, what I think sometimes is that we have an easier, uh, easier ability to just embrace community in those settings but we never or we don't or we lose sight of the opportunity to embrace community when it comes to our faith. Why? Because it's another level, level of vulnerability. It means opening up a little bit more. It means, it means being real. It means kind of being in relationship with someone and being accountable. It means that I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to grow, that I can't stay where I'm at, but I need to move on. And I think if we want to really be transformed, we have to be in strong community. And we need relationships and circles of, our, of relationships in our life that are filled with those elements of encouragement and accountability and growth. And we can't avoid them. But instead, we have to be persistent. And we have to be intentional. And we have to be devoted to us. You know why? Because there's, there's a million things going on in our life. We're busy with work. We're busy with family. We're busy with this. We're busy with that. But in God's word, we see that there's an intentionality and there's a purpose behind community. Just not so we can hang out and we need friends. No, it's the, we're the body of Christ. And if you're missing out of the community, you're missing out on a key part of what God wants to do through you and in you. So we have to be intentional. Now, Highmark, we want every person in a life group. We want every person a part of a life team. That's why we always talk about growth track. We all, we'll talk about, we kick off life groups next month. That's why we talk about that. Why? Because it's us being shoulder to shoulder. It's us being face to face. It's us in relationship with one another. Even our transformation team, one of the things that we, we come in, our team comes in at 7 a.m. and just starts to set up this place. And we just said, you know what? As we were doing that, we had all the summer we had a break from doing it, but we kicked back into the school year and just said, okay, let's do it. And on that team, one of the things I just told that team is it's so important that no one ever works alone. We're not in this to be by ourselves. We're not in this just to hustle and set this up and do this. No, we're in this for one another. And what our, that team does each and every week is not only preparing this space and transforming this from a school into a place where we can worship and gather as a church in these early days, but they're also building relationships and they're encouraging one another and they're sharing the life story. And that's exactly why we do that through life teams. That's why we want you to get into growth track so you can pursue the purpose that God has for you. That's why we want you to be in a life group because it's critical. It's a critical part of your life. You see, God put us in relationship with one another and that's how we, we can build each other up. We can build our faith. And this September, we're gonna, we're gonna launch life groups. And you know what? You're gonna have the opportunity to say, hey, I'm gonna go online. I'm gonna find a group. I'm gonna get connected. And we'll talk more about that. But I wanted to say, listen, this is a, this is a fundamental like, key piece of our church. That's why community is so important, because it's God revealing himself in our midst.
God revealing. There's a scripture, I don't even have this in my notes, but there's a scripture in the Old Testament that talks about where there is no vision that people perish. A lot of times people will grab that verse and they'll talk about where the vision of the future, but the reality is that scripture, the vision talks about where there is no revelation of God, that people perish, that it dies, that it goes away. So the very lifeblood of our church is that we in community with one another are seeing the full revelation of God, that we're seeing his plan and we're seeing his power revealed. And I love that. A couple years ago, I, our family got into the show on the History Channel. It was called Alone. You may have seen it. You maybe haven't, haven't ever seen it. But the series is based on this. It's people that they would send out for an undesignated amount of time. It was actually who could ever last the longest. They would send out completely alone in a survival situation where they only had a small backpack with a few supplies that they, that they got to pick out and bring with them. But it was very minimal. And they would send them out to remote places in the complete wilderness, and they had zero interaction and connection with anybody. And they set them out there, the, that show, uh, they sent them out there, and they had to survive, and they only had, like, a camera that they would set up themselves, and they would do these diaries. And I remember watching that show and thinking, they, everyone would start out super optimistic, and then you'd watch this day three day 20 and day 30 and beyond and you would see them kind of like go into depression but then like they would get to this part where they would almost go crazy because they would just be laughing and going like just it would just you would see the effects of being alone and one of the winners of that show Megan Hancock she was a 42 year old woman and a biologist she survived for 78 days in the wilderness alone by themselves by herself and the thing is, they don't, you don't know when you win or you don't know who's out. And so they, they could take themselves out at any point. And a lot of people did at day, day 10 and day 20 and day 30. But she survived 78 days. And she did an interview I was reading uh, a while back. She did an interview that she talked about the effects of being by both psychologically and physically that were on her from being alone and being in that situation. She's talked about that, listen, solitude is good, like, up to a point, but community is crucial to your health. And she talked about how her mind shifted, and she didn't even realize it until the show ended, and she came back, and it was, it was just such a weird thing to step back into community, and, and she longed for it so much, but she just realized that how unhealthy she had become being by herself and only captured in her own thoughts. I thought, what a great reminder for us that we need community that we need relationship with one another. God's not, God didn't, God didn't put you out and, and you're not walking the path of your life and he didn't drop you off in the wilderness of the desert that maybe you're walking through right now in order that he said, hey, hopefully you make it. No, God says, listen, I'm gonna bring people alongside you to guarantee that you make it, that you're gonna see that I'm real. You're gonna see that I'm working through me. I'm amazed over and over that we see God work in the midst of community, reveal his power and reveal his plan. It's God's design for all of us. Thanks for tuning in today. We'd love to have you join us on Sundays at Highmark. Go online to highmark.church to get all the details and plan your visit. Remember, God has a high calling for your life, so keep pursuing your purpose.